You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Friday, May 28th, and as usual, we have our guest, Jenna Harner, on the show. Jenna's going to join us and talk to us about the first week of OTAs wrapping up. We had some interesting conversation about leadership on the Steelers team and where it's going. Also, we spoke with Zach Banner at Steelers OTAs on Thursday, gave it, giving us some interesting insight, not in just the offensive line, but in the makings of the team and when he and Devin Bush should be ready to be at full strength this season. All that right here on today's show on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which you can download anywhere, but especially on Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and the app Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So as always on Fridays, we have Jenna Harner here with us. OTA's week one is in the books. Now, Jenna, you were there. I was there. We've we, we've been talking to these players. We've been getting a sense on how they feel. Um, I talked to Brooke Pryor of ESPN yesterday about the offensive line and Kevin Dotson and Adrian Clem being so excited. But But there is a sense of like guys wanting to set a new tone with the team across the board right because like Zach Banner spoke Thursday and uh in his in his talking he brought up how you know because I brought up you know you guys are in flux like you know Marquise Pouncey you know was at the head of your room for the past 10 years so you know it's it's got to be like a crazy different environment but he was like, like yes it's different but also there's still the culture that that Pouncey left with us. We, you know, we were, you know, this group was was one of the best offensive lines in football just a couple of years ago. And now everyone says that we can't be good. It's like, we know who we can be. I, I think it's interesting what direction, or just hearing the direction that these guys say that they're headed compared to how maybe people outside of Pittsburgh say they're headed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we heard with Kevin Dotson too, when we were talking with him earlier in the week, you know, he was asked, you know, who is going to fill this leadership role? And he was kind of like, you know, we're not entirely sure. It's going to figure itself out. You know, he's like by week two, by week three, I think we're going to have that clear picture. And of course there were signs pointed to Banner. I think Banner probably is going to be one of the leaders of the offensive line, but I don't, and maybe this is just me, but I just don't entirely see it being maybe that one main guy that Pouncey had. I think we're going to see some of the quote quote, unquote more veteran guys like a banner, even though banner is pretty young for this team. You know, I think we're going to see guys like that kind of take that leadership role, but it's going to be shared among the offensive line. That seems where that's to me, that to me, that's where it kind of seems the direction it's going to go in. That's the whole thing. It's going to be about who steps up because banner even said Tomlin told him he needs to step up. But again, Zach banner, he has, he's never started a full season for the Steelers. You know, he was supposed to last year before he got hurt. But you're going to have that across the board. I mean, the receivers are all extremely young, despite being some of the more talented playmakers on this team. Um, You know, so they need someone to step up there. There's guys that need to step in and fill the void that has been left over by, you know, Pouncey leaving, you know, Ben's phase, even though Ben's still around, he's still kind of being phased out here just because he's getting, he's older and we don't know how much longer he's got there needs to be those voices that become the center of the locker room that command the attention, um, the, the attention there. And 
I think everyone's looking to see who that person is going to be or who those people are going to be. Because like you said, it's not just one person. There's a culmination of a lot of different talents there. Like we said, you know, Kevin Dotson, even talking uh, on Tuesday, you know, he's a guy that, or, or Wednesday, excuse me, but he, he's a guy that, um, that, you know, could, could become that, that mold despite being a, a second year player. Um, you know, you look at Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, you know, we, we've already seen Cam Hayward, but what if Devin Bush t- takes on that role? Those yeah. type of things. I'm eager to see who steps, starts stepping into those roles this season, because whenever Ben does leave, the, the team is going to need a new face. Absolutely. And I think you have a lot of great young talent, but also young talent with those leadership skills, like guys, like you mentioned, I mean, obviously TJ Watt, who's been here for a couple of years already has that, but guys like Devin Bush, where, you know, you're a little bit young, you're, you know, maybe not that super prominent voice, but also, you know, we always talk about leadership and how leadership looks, you know, some guys are very vocal leaders. Some guys lead by complete example and expect their teammates to say, Hey, this is the standard we set. You better follow this here's why I do what I do. And I expect you to be on that level if you are going to be a contributing player on this team. And I think we're going to see kind of some of those leadership styles kind of come together. And I think that's going to be the core of the leadership on this team. I agree. I agree. And again, it's about leadership styles because, you know, it's because over Steelers history, Heinz Ward was a guy he would be he'd be on the field. He was a leader, but he didn't he wasn't always the hype you up guy on the on the sideline. Whereas, you know, this Joey Porter, he was the hype you up guy on and off the field. He was he, he galvanized people. Troy Polamalu never said nothing to nobody, but he led by example. Um, you know, Cam Hayward's a guy who I think does a bit of both. He on the field, he he, he talks with his hands. He talks with his, with, with, with his accents, but he still is a leader where he like gives, you know, he, he, he gets the team in line and gets them motivated. Um, but there, there is a sense that's like, Hey, you know, who's going to be the person that like in the middle of the, of the defensive huddle when it's like, we need to get this stop right now and creating those moments and again you know tj you know be despite maybe being the best player on the team he hasn't at least shown that he's the vocal guy yet and maybe that's just not his role um you know maybe that's minka uh, you know maybe that's Najee harris some someday soon you know i i want i wonder what those personalities are going to be like the more that they come to fruition in this Steelers team, especially if they start to get some success, if they're able to win more, especially this year and going, going on, it could be really interesting to see, you know, how that builds into their confidence and says, okay, we follow this player or we follow that player. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk to Jenna more about what's going on at Steelers OTA. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. 
betonline.ag. Remember, use that promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, um, one one aspect to this team that I think people are overlooking, um, you know, on top of, you know, the, the players they lost, they're getting back a couple players um, who they didn't have for the majority and one really for all of the season in Zach Banner and Devin Bush. Now, Banner is one case because he, you know, he started for one game at the beginning of the season. He had never started for the team before. Um, he, you know, he was the swing tackle the, the year before that. And, you know, he had bounced around and he was reforming his career in Pittsburgh. That that's, you know, that that's, that's going, that's one thing, but Devin Bush is another, that guy was, he's the highest drafted p- player or the highest drafted player on the Steelers roster since 2000, when they picked Plexico Burris eighth overall, you know, when, when they, when they traded up to get him, he, I mean, he was, he, he was picked one pick before, a, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was at 11th overall in the 2004 NFL draft. The, getting those two guys back, I think, is a little more important than people are letting on. And what Banner kind of revealed on the Thursday during his availability after OTAs was that, hey, like we're on track. Like he's a, he's like I'm a I'm, I'm like a dog on a leash right now. Like I'm I'm going as far as they let me go, but they're trying to just take every precaution because they don't want to, us to have setbacks and then have and then ruin our season. No, exactly. And just you hear. You could tell his excitement. You could hear his excitement a little bit, just, you know, that he's ready to get back out there. But it's also very good to know that not only obviously are they taking the precautions that they're taking, um, but that they're both on track. I think that's a big thing. Like you mentioned, just the fact that, you know, both of these guys are such contributing factors to this team when they're healthy. And so for Banner to kind of say that, you know, hey, we are both on schedule to be practicing fully by training camp. Is that correct? I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. They say by training camp, they'll be both back in, in full. And so, I mean, that's just going to be huge again. I think, you know, we knew the, what the absence of Devin Bush did for that defense last year. Yes. Obviously Robert Spillane stepped up in a huge way and definitely made a big impact, but getting banner back too again on the offensive line, we remember the, the battle that it was between yep. him and Chukes kind of throughout the, uh, the majority of uh, the training camp, quote unquote, last year. Um, And then obviously Banner winning. And then of course, what happened when they went to New York. Um, But just, he can make such a big impact, especially on an offensive line where I know there's a lot of questions headed into the season, or at least from outside noises, there are a lot of questions about this line. But I also find it very interesting. And this was something that you mentioned too, and something that we had talked about. um, And we heard from Kevin Dotson, just um, offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, and the verbiage he's using. I love it. We heard from Kevin Dotson saying, you know, it's aggressive. He's like, not to say that it wasn't that way before, but you know, we're talking about like running through people's faces. And then we heard Dotson on Tuesday say, or Wednesday say, you know, "Ah, and other things that I can't entirely repeat. So there's that aggression. And I think, you know, when this team drafted Najee Harris and there's the constant, you know, background noise of, Oh, you know, you need an offensive line, you need a run game. Just again, just hearing from these guys in the short time we've heard from them, it seems like, you know, hey, there's a little bit, maybe there is going to be this shift here. Again, we're going to have to see when they get out on the field and play week one, obviously. But at the same time, hearing that verbiage, it's, you know, just a little bit of a difference thing that could be a big difference maker for this offensive line could be a huge difference maker. Uh, I, I talked a bit about that with Brooke yesterday because 
you know, this, you know, Dot, Kevin Dotson revealed like, Hey, we didn't, you know, most people didn't go into three point stance. He's like, I did all last season, but the yeah. offensive tackles were mostly a two point stances. And some of the guards were too. Um, and, and for those who don't know the difference between a two point stance and a three point stance, two point stance simply means you're standing on your own two feet and you're kind of like standing more upwards. Whereas a three point stance, your hand is in the dirt. Cause then three parts of your body are touching the ground. Um, and, but the, and the difference in the game is that when you're in the three point stance, it's much easier to get into run blocking because you're lower, you're firing off, you have more center of gravity, you get more burst out of the, out of, out of your core. Uh, whereas standing up, you can see more and you can kind of react for pass protection a lot better, but that was the emphasis last year. I, I think they knew at one point they just weren't running the football. So they're like, Hey, just work on making sure Ben Roethlisberger don't get hit. Cause we went through all of that in 2019 when he yep. wasn't there. So they don't want that. And, but that's the, that's the change now is like, look, we can't be afraid of if, if Ben's going to get hurt because that's going to hamper the whole offense. You've got to be able to play aggressive. You got to be able to play strong. And now you got this running back. You got to be able to take advantage of having him in your backfield and, and they seem very excited about it. That was, that was my question to Kevin Dotson was about, you know, what's it like working with Najee? And he was like, like this guy does everything. He, he, he knows the routes. He knows, he knows which, how to get into, to, to, you know, where he's supposed to go. He's never missing the lane that he's supposed to cut into. He knows which block, like he's saying that like he's integrating well. And all those things point to, at least from, at least me hearing them, you know, this is just them talking, but all things point to, the, the Najee's quickly gelling into it and it seems like the offensive line is buying into this philosophy of being this rougher tougher group Zach Banner said it's like we want to be thugs like, you know he, he's like that's what yeah. we want to like professionally but we want to be thugs yep and I mean just that's the intensity you want from your offensive line that's a thing that you want to hear from guys that are in the trenches, just going up, beating themselves up against the opposing team's defensive line and creating those run lanes for this run game that we know the Steelers need to show a lot more of than they did last season. Right. And it, it needs to be a part of this offense. It needs to have a balanced offense. You know, that was the first thing, you know, we, the first guy we talked to at OTAs was Cam Hayward. One of the things he said was needing balance. He's like, we want to see balance out there. And that's, that's just, that's just so important for what the Steelers offense needs to be in, um, in, in 2021. And, and again, if they achieve, if they achieve that balance, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, I was talking with Brooke yesterday and she talked about how, you know, she, she's kind of on board with the ESPN, with her ESPN colleagues that the Steelers aren't going to, you know, make the playoffs this year. Um, and, you know, and I, and I, and I was like, I get it. Like, you know, there's people are excited about the Browns. People are excited about the Ravens. They're, they're concerned that the Steelers lost a few players and Ben's getting older and all these other things. But at the same time, it's like this team had the worst rushing offense in the NFL last year. And, t- and typically when that happens, you go five and 11, you go four and 12, you don't compete. You know, you know, there's very few teams that, that compete and the Steelers have the, you know, their, their 12 wins are the most by any team that's either ranked with yards per carry as the worst or total yards, rushing yards as the worst. To me, that shows this team can overcome problems like that. Absolutely. So we're going to cut to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show here. I want to ask Jen a couple more questions as we deal with OTAs, getting y'all ready through, uh, through the spring. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. 
Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Honor of Channel 11 WPXI. So, Jenna, one thing that occurred to me, and I'm standing up there, I, I, was, I didn't get to be there with you today because um, we, we haven't been at OTAs in the same day, but one of the funny things, to, to give people behind the scenes look at what it's like, we're standing on a balcony yes. above the Steelers practice. There's not really any seats there. We're just kind of sta- we're kind of standing around. We're in the sun for two hours watching these guys practice. And um, at, you know, as we're as we're watching these guys work through things, you know, we're not allowed to say who's doing what. Like, you know, like we can and like we can like kind of make suggestions. It's obvious. Like, for example, I posted a, a video, a Twitter video of of uh, on thursday of someone making a, a nifty one-handed catch and you can see that it's the number 22 of the jersey of who's yeah. making the one-handed catch so you know who that is and i'm not going to get in trouble for first for making it that obvious but you know there's those those kind of rules but th- these are the kind of things we're trying to to get y'all the access and show y'all the fun side of hey this is otas right now and these things are cool but then you know it's it's still not like I, I see some people are like, oh, like we, we for DK Pittsburgh sports, we post, I post, we post like a, a, a compilation of several different videos on our YouTube account, just so people can see that. And when we do that, you know, I see people in the comments there that are like, oh man, look at, look at this guy's footwork in a blocking drill. And I'm like, okay, like I hear you. Yes. Good. But at the same time, again, it's just OT, like this is football <laughs> in shorts. None of this is going to matter in the long run. No, but it is, especially for, I think it's so important this year too, not only for the rookies, but for the second year players that didn't entirely get this last year. And that's what we heard from Alex Highsmith. You know, it was, you know, they're basically going through OTAs kind of for the first time in person because everything was so virtual last year. So for these guys, they're like, yeah, it feels really good to be able to, you know, get back on the field and to be able to work these little things and like get those extra reps and run through, you know, schemes and the plays and all that type of thing so for them that's a really big thing that I think they kind of missed out on last year but again I feel like I don't know I just I love OTAs because it's like okay football and shorts we're coming back we're getting ready training camps right around the corner like things are feeling exciting Uh, but it is also it's like okay you have to kind of take all these things with a grain of salt right right like you know and this even happens during training camp, let alone OTAs yes. or mini camp, you know, like in training camp, there's going to be guys who blow up mm-hmm. and do extremely well. And then, and, and we'll, we'll act like they like, and people will like, man, like, or even in preseason games, man, look at that guy's catch. He's definitely making the team. And it's like, ah, not, 
not really like there's a lot of things and this is why they're the people that this is why coaching and gms and scouts and things these people have jobs because they see a ton of things that we don't like like the average person like there's when justin hunter's lighting up uh, he, he used to be the guy that came in in the first week of practice at training camp. He would destroy people. He would make one-handed catches, burning people down the field. Man, look at Justin Hunter. He's ready to go. And then by second week of, of, of training camp, that's done. Whatever, whatever magic he had is gone there. And the, the whole point is the pros – they don't like people look regular people look at the results of the play or the result of the moment. And they think, wow, that was, that was really good. But the pro for the professionals, they see all these little things that add up and they add up in, in a, in a notebook or in their, in their personal stockpile of information on a player and how they want to use the player. And that's where all this comes from. It's not just one moment that says, Ooh, we got to get that guy or this guy needs, needs more playing time. It's, has how does this person's entire body of work and that's a phrase that Mike Tom will use yes. body of work how does that stack up to everyone else here and it's like it, you have to do you almost do have to look bigger picture in that sense which obviously I always tell people it's that's why coaches and GMs and scouts and all these guys one like you mentioned are employed but two like they get paid to do what they do and they're very good at their jobs they know a whole lot more information than even you and I who still know a lot of information about this team do um but you know it's just this is such a fun time of year you know it just I feel like it signals that you know hey we're getting ready um you know these guys are back on the field it's good to see the rookies getting involved you know it's good to see the players that um, are there that we can slash can't mention. That's also like my favorite part too, is like, just like <laughs> the little intricacies. Like I, when we saw number 22 doing cool number 22 things the other day during drills, I just had to chuckle because all I wanted to tweet was something to the extent of the person taking this video and the person doing drills in this video were both at the Penguins game the other night. <laughs> Just these little things and be like, yeah, you know who it is. Uh, but I mean, you know, these, this is fun. This is just, it's, it's, it's exciting to see kind of what's coming. Mm -hmm. No, I, 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 I agree. It is exciting um, to, uh, it, it is exciting to see that. Um, another thing I think it's, that, that's funny is just see, seeing how people, how excited people are to see that because people miss football. You know, yeah. it's, and, and, and that I get like that. I get why some people do get in the comments like, oh, man, what about this? And what about that? I, I, I get that. But just stay tuned. Keep the you know, put what I do. What I used to do when before I was working full time is I would I would keep a notebook of things that I saw and like moments that I remembered on a certain player. And when I got to the end of training camp, we were wondering who's going to make the team. I'd compile all my notes on different guys and whoever had more notes than others. I would often think that that player would make the team. Um, especially based off of, you know, maybe a scout that I got to, to, to talk to or maybe a person on the team that I overheard at a, at a training camp practice. So um, things like that always play into it. Jenna, we got to get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us. Please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Thank you so much, as always, for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11 Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner, and uh, on WPXI doing all a bunch of our sports coverage along with Chris as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jenna. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where we cover the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, and so many other things related to Pittsburgh. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. And don't forget to rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Be back in New Year's next week. Happy Memorial Day, everyone.